If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Worst Year Ever, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. Everything is so dumb, 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 dumb. Nope, hated it. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Leave it all, leave it in. Welcome it to the worst in. year ever. Am I right? Am I right? Isn't yeah, it bad? Right. Yeah, it's not great. I think we just lost it, a lot of listeners. It's not the or best year more. ever, which is what this podcast would be called if this year wasn't terrible. <laughs> you know what the best year ever podcast would be is like, I feel like like 1993, maybe. I was going to say one Simpsons, of the mid 90s. Yeah. Simpsons yeah. was really coming, like just just hit after was... hit. whatever year the monorail episode came out. <laughs> that's got to be the best year ever. Um, um that yeah, was the peak just like human... everybody sort of pretending like everything like everything's fine. R.I.P.R. mentions everyone's going to tell us. Well, I mean, bad that everything was, that was fine, Cody. Ninety-three. Phil, Phil Hartman was still on The Simpsons, so that's true. We had no problems. He's still alive. As a yeah. Yeah. But that's not this year. The year is no. 2021. And there is no It is Phil not 2020, but it's just as bad and there's no Phil Harmon left. And today Hartman. we have a hodgepodge news smorgasbord for your earballs and cones. Yes. Suck wow. it up, slurp it down. <laughs> just just guzzle guzzle this hot thirsty load of news. As it as it as it burbles down your throat, maybe gets yeah. backed up into your nose a little bit. Yeah, regurgitate mm. it. Yeah, yeah. We're we're one pumping news into your cream, and then spit it into <laughs> your baby bird's mouths. Um, yeah, baby we bird start the off... news to your. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is this not uh, the whole show? Are we not? That's no, this it. is not. <laughs> we're just that's, that's it. It. Um, 
I, let's start off light. <laughs> There's never anything light. Uh, COVID. We'll start off by talking about COVID. And lightly, this new we're gonna lightly talk about it. Variant. Yeah, the new the new variant, which I've the just Delta heard confirmed is up here in Oregon now. It's everywhere. Uh, I think it's, it's in Los Angeles. Yeah, it's I mean, it's everywhere. I think strain it like. in a lot of places. How do they decide the names of these things? How do they decide it's Delta? Because I feel like that's just bad PR for the airline. Like, what's the like? What's I the, think yeah, this has nothing to do with. The American if you were going, variant. <laughs> if you were going to name a deadly plague variant after an airline, you would go with Spirit. Yeah, what? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah think, the Spirit variant is is tearing through the American Southeast. Um, or like yeah, Virgin that's what I would do. Atlantic. Yeah, the Virgin variant. The, the Virgin <laughs> variant. Yeah. Nobody wants to catch that. Um, <laughs> just but, walking. Yeah, these, these ah, sorry, I got the Branson. I'm right. coughing <laughs> real bad. <laughs> <laughs> Start naming them the Gates and the Bezos. That is true. Um, Maybe there there was a better branding uh, for the coronavirus that would have made people uh, more wary of. of I mean, uh, it, it hurts. Uh, it hurt yeah. Corona beer. Did you say it hurt more Corona wary beer? Of dirty martinis. What did you Sk- say? I believe really skirting uh, health mandates and things like sure, that. Sure. Yeah. Instead of <laughs> instead COVID, of whatever it is that you just said that it I could. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I got nothing. Um, the main thing I want to start off by saying is that if you're vaccinated, you've got very good protection against it. That hasn't changed um, as far as they can tell. Yeah, anyway. that seems still uh, true. Yeah. Um, and so but there's a real risk, mm-hmm. of course, as always, to those of us who have chosen to remain unvaccinated, Did you um, see the stat? which is Did you see about the stat? half yeah. the country. We're at about 48 percent. Uh, people vaccinated at this yeah. point. And yeah. it's almost the same as Biden's new approval yeah. rating. Yeah. <laughs> Is that really his new approval rating? Well, you know, th- these are they, every, shit fluctuates all the time. Like it's not, but yes, the most, well, one of the most recent. So the, the one no of one, the new, because yeah. like there's a bunch of different ones. One was down, like he's dropped points among Democrats and risen like eight points among Republicans. Which is bizarre, but he's overall down what a he little wants. bit according to that one poll. We'll we should probably maybe we can do this next week. We should probably do a comprehensive look at um how he's how he's doing in the polls and what Americans because yeah. like we do we, we get in this space. None of us are fans of Joe Biden. Uh, some of us actively despise him. Most of us actively despise him. I don't know. It, it, we're we're not wild about the administration, but I do think it's important from time to time to take like a step back and be like, okay, how is the country actually reacting to his plans like what's popular Absolutely. what's unpopular right. what do people like yeah we'll, yeah we'll need to do that prepare but, for the day that we are eventually out of our cubes but and able to talk was, to people in person but yes, uh, yeah i agree yeah, with you get off the timeline mm. there was a recent poll that showed him down uh quite a bit which isn't super weird you know it's what happens with presidents right you know you have your your kind of honeymoon period which trump didn't get and that was weird biden did he was pretty popular for a while and now you know not abnormal, it doesn't look, but yeah. I mean, we're six months in, five months in yeah, his presidency. Yeah, um, yeah he's, not, he's not benefiting from the whole, ah, oh, thank God Trump is out anymore, really, you know? Yeah. Just in general, these variants are something for us to be aware of and um, wary of, but not to act in fear, I guess, is my... What, what do we have to say about this? <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that um, it's... Again, like you said, if you're vaccinated, 
that's good. Continue to be vaccinated. Um, yeah, take more vaccines. Steal as yeah, many vaccines from whatever more. hospital is near you. You know, There's... you want to get a car with a big metal front grill and just drive it through the side and and heist as many of that, and then drink all of them as fast as you yeah, can. Pretend yeah. the building is like a group of protesters and just plow through it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, There's oof, no harm Cody, in Jesus. quadrupling Anyhow, up. Well, you know. I mean. Uh, and, uh, you know, it doesn't matter which vaccine uh, or what it's for. It doesn't need to be a COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Get your small pox any, any, any vaccine uh, will mm-hmm. help. Um, just drink straight smallpox. It works the same. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's Break into a level three biohazard lab and just drink anything you find. It'll make you stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess seriously... Uh, it's something to be concerned about because it is a, a stronger variant is worse. And people, uh, mm-hmm. even today, there's a big uptick in COVID, uh, particularly in the South, um, where a lot of people are not getting vaccinated. Yeah, um, I mean, I think that what do we have here? Alabama, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Tennessee and Wyoming uh, have fully vaccinated less than 35 percent of residents. And that is definitely what we're going to start seeing the surges at this point in the communities. I mean, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, and like, you know, uh, I, I remember just a few, what was it, a few weeks ago when uh, Texas had zero deaths one day. Um, and that was, there was like a 36 hour news cycle where every like uh, Texas official and uh, people in the media were like, they did it. Look, see, it was good to open up and so on. But obviously, like, the next day there were deaths. Yeah. Um, that's um, not how this works. It's not, we did, it's zero today. We, we're done. Um, and it changes quickly. I mean, here's, this is from CNN. Um, <laughs> the Delta variant made up about 10% of cases that were tested three or four weeks ago. As of last week, it appeared to be 90%. So that's how things change. Oof. We know. We lived through the last year and a half. Um, but, you know, it, this this is the only way that we were going to vanquish COVID was by getting everybody on the same page, which, you know, I guess wasn't going to happen. But it's not happening. We can't uh, yeah, I mean, get everybody on the same page about whether or not murdering unarmed people is bad. Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah, there's no. We're definitely not cons- getting a consensus the on literally anything. Pardon me. Yeah, with the exception of whether or not pot should be legal, which is why it's so baffling. No one's should done we, that yet. But anyway, should it, we yeah. have named it like the demo virus or the democratic something? No, that's the bad. Antifa virus. That would have got virus. It Whatever it is, yeah. like we should have named it. Commie, something the commie that, virus, the uh, yeah. crit- the critical race theory virus. We need to get vaccinated against yeah. the socialist virus. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe something like that would be better. Commie, commie virus. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. that wouldn't have worked because they'd think like, oh, I gotta. I don't even know. Nothing would happen. Um, no. So I think the point, the real point, is get vaccinated if you can. Get um, vaccinated if you can. You know what? I'm gonna add to that. Get vaccinated if you can. Yeah. You know what? What? Vaccinated if you can. Yeah, okay, if you can. Should we talk about something else? <laughs> um, so I, uh, on the subject of vaccines, I did want to bring this up. This was uh, from, I believe, late last week uh, or a few days ago. 
Palestinians canceled this uh, this deal, uh, this vaccine swap they had put together with Israel, uh, where they would uh, basically Israel would give them a bunch of vaccines now, and then later in the year, Palestine would give Israel, uh, uh, I believe it was the equivalent number of vaccines uh, or a very similar number, and. It was this whole story was sort of framed as like, look, that that God, Palestinians hate it, hate hate Jews so much that they don't want their their vaccines, um, and obviously uh, equating uh, Jewish people with Israel is not uh, the best thing to do, and it's not because they hate Israel; it's because the vaccines were va- were expired. Um, yeah, they expired that month. Uh, they were. Uh, the deal was uh, basically saying that they would, the vaccines would expire in July or August, um, and they expired in June, and that means they're not as strong. They're worthless, um, or maybe not worthless, but it's not not they're not like worthless, worthless, but they're definitely not as effective. And they're st- like they're still doing uh, studies on the effectiveness. Of yeah, the and there's vaccines. potentially the problem that if it's a lot less effective, you get these people and they think they're vaccinated and they yes. stop taking precautions. And yeah, there's a lot of reasons to be concerned. It's not a, they're so racist, they won't take Israeli vaccines. Yeah, the framing of that, it's just been very wild and reading like, oh, they were, they're expired. Well, that makes sense. Um, and I just saw a lot of people even point out like well if expired in june that means they can still use it like they've got they've got a couple weeks to still use it um i don't know if anybody else knows this but the pfizer vaccine you take a dose and then you take a second dose three weeks later yeah (laughs) um it's not even like oh they got they got a bunch of one dose johnson and johnson's they got they like they got they're gonna have to work hard to get them out in time but they can still do it um which also is like unreasonable if you know when they they made this deal um, this was earlier this year. I do not know. It's just ridiculous to me, as if, as if the Israeli government didn't know that their vaccines that they were going to give away expired in June. You know, yeah, of course. Or um, if they did, uh, what? And then it can be framed as you know, they're yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, um, <laughs> yeah, just give them non-expired vaccines. Yeah, they did uh, vaccinate about a hundred thousand. Palestinian day workers in Israel um, earlier, so that was nice. Is, of an, Israel of the, did? Yeah, it's nice of the occupying force to do that. Mm. Um, so the, kind of benevolent. The population they're occupying. Um, anyway, I just, I, that was just a thing on my radar, and uh, it was it was. And you a know blip. what? This was the appropriate time to bring it up as we thank talked goodness, thank about goodness. COVID before we moved on to other things. So I just want to commend you for piping up. Thank you so much. We wanted to start light, so we started with COVID. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's I mean there's a couple of nice things that have happened recently uh law-wise. The uh the Supreme Court just ruled on um a case involving the NCAA which is like student athletes uh and they're called student athletes because if you call them student athletes you don't have to pay them and you can also make them ineligible to receive certain kinds of like scholarships and compensation and whatnot. Like there's a bunch of ways you can fuck them over. Um, if they're, if they're student athletes and you can also make millions of dollars off of them, um, and they don't get any real compensation other than, you know, some, some of them get free educations or whatnot. Um, but they don't get money and they often damage their brains and bodies playing, for example, football, a sport, which kills you. Um, 
So this is bad, and there was a case in the Supreme Court um, that was relating on um, like whether or not the NCAA was violating antitrust law by placing limits on education-related benefits that schools can provide to athletes. Um, and they basically ruled the NCAA was was being a motherfucker. And now schools are open to provide their athletes with uh, a lot more compensation as long as it's connected in some way to their education. Um, Justice Brett Kavanaugh, uh, not a cool dude. Do you know what that cool entails? Dude. What do you mean? Like what kind of compensation as related? Because a lot of them do get full ride scholarships and, you know, lots yeah, it's, it's and more, all of that, which is like, you know, a significant amount, but it's different. Yeah, it's more that right now NCAA rules restrict any kind of compensation, including direct payment um, for what they're doing, you know, as athletes. Um, and particularly the big deal is the restrictions on direct payments. Um, yeah. Because these people are making the schools millions of dollars. Um, and the decision that Gorsuch offered um, basically said, hey, you can't do that. They're at, you are actually violating antitrust law by saying schools cannot pay their athletes directly. Basically, I mean, the, the, the exact wording of his of his decision, which is pretty good, I think, is um, the NCAA is not above the law. The NCAA couches its arguments for not paying student athletes in innocuous labels, but the labels cannot disguise the reality. The NCAA's business model would be flatly illegal in almost any other industry in America. Basically, the core of the issue is these kids are playing sports at a near professional level, and they are ma- it is a multi-million dollar industry. And the NCAA says you cannot pay the people who make that industry possible, and that would be illegal in any other business. The NCAA's argument up until now is, well, they're students, and so they're getting like a, a scholarship. So we don't like we not not only do we not have to pay them, we are making it so that you cannot pay them. Our rules make you're you're not allowed to pay right. these athletes. Right. And the decision is saying like, no, you can't fucking do that, um, which is potentially a huge deal and has. We don't entirely know how all this is going to shake out. I'm sure there's going to be further cases on different aspects of this, but like, yeah, this ha- has the potential to blow up the whole system. Yeah, and look, I, I, I think I have a lot to learn about it, and I want to. I was starting to dig into this a little bit before, and on the, on the face, it's like, yeah, you know, this, these schools are making a lot of money off of these athletes, and you know, they should be paid. But the the counter the the flip side of what I'm seeing, and I'm sure I'll get some pushback from people. Again, I'm I'm learning and, and trying to educate myself about all of this. And like you said, there'll be more stuff that unfolds. Is um how that affects college admissions, uh, resources, and recruitment. Um, and if money gets spent on getting the best athletes, how does yeah. that affect other programs, women's athletes? women's sports programs uh tying up funding and having the focus yeah. be all on the male um you know teams that bring in more income um so there are some things in here that i am curious to learn more about but also you know i understand i see i see the benefits to me the issue is like, i i don't care about sports i've never watched college sports i don't i don't like them um but it's a pretty egregious issue especially consider like the biggest part to me is that like yeah often their their education is paid for but um these kids are taking on permanent injuries and they are making a, lot of them, a yeah. small group of people multimillionaires and they aren't being compensated uh, and, and a lot of them leave college not you know 
I think it's most of them don't go pro do not go on to become professional players. And so they're leaving with permanent injuries, permanent and continuous medical bills. um, And and let's not pretend Uh, like even if they're getting a full ride scholarship, a lot of these institutions are are having people there to focus on sports. So the education isn't necessarily the most important part of being at college. It's not like you're leaving like with a whole set of skills outside of let's say yeah. basketball you know? yeah it's one of those things as far as you know the injustices we talk about a lot of the time where it's like you know problems of climate change of like restrictions on immigration all these like really massive and and systemically brutal issues it is a smaller fry issue than that but it's it's horribly unethical the way that student athletes have been treated for decades by the ncaa and and this is like a, a pretty good decision it seems most so, yeah, schools that's didn't nice. feed any of the athletes unless they were in season. What? Until a few years yeah. ago. It's ridiculous. They, didn't, they, didn't get, um, they have all sorts yeah. of dumb limitations. Yeah. But yeah, so, you know, I, I think it's good. I am concerned about the effects of this on um, other sports programs and, and what happens. But I, I think, good. <laughs> Pay people. Pay people. Everything. Pay everybody everything. And speaking of that, yeah, why don't you shell out some some of those some shillings to these sponsors? Here, here yeah. are ads for ears. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you, but consider this: there's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Motherfuckers. Shall we talk about Sons of bitches. domestic terrorism? Robert, you pitched this idea. I love domestic terrorism. Yeah. So I'm a huge domestic you know, terrorism Unpack stan. Pack um, it. Yeah, basically. So if you remember, what, five months ago when um, those people tried to overthrow the government by attacking the Capitol in a mob, um, it was kind of a thing. You might have caught that story. Um Everyone was, uh, you know, it, it, it got a lot of people up in arms who had not been as concerned with right-wing extremism, but it also, like, the thing that any organization is going to do in a situation like that, and by organization I'm talking about, like, the Department of Justice and, and you know, specifically branches of it like the FBI, they're, they're going to be like, well, we could have caught this if we had more power. And mm-hmm. some of the things they've been talking about is like more ability to kind of monitor social media. There's some legal restrictions there for them. Um, but also some of it is just like, you know, they want more money. Um, they want the ability to go after, you know, um, uh, to, to fund and to kind of like go after a broader swath of people. And this is always like framed as, uh, well, we need to deal. Th- this would have let us solve the problem that that happened that got away from us. And I think yeah, that's we fucked up bullshit. and we need more money um, to not fuck up. Yeah. I published the day before the attack a list of people talking about all the things they were going to do that was like point by point all of the things that happened on the 6th. Um, they have access to 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 all of that information too. Um, the problem, as a number of us were saying, is that like, well, because obviously I think that when a group of people try to force a dictatorship on the country, um, they should be uh, p- penalized for that. Uh, I'm not. I'm not against penalizing them. My like argument a hearty would be, fine. No, uh, like I don't know. You know, in ancient Rome, they had these rocks okay. that they threw people off of when they oh, committed treason. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I, I'm Let's being throw a little them bit off of um, here, but uh, Mount Rushmore or like a slide, I'm not a, a fan. water slide. Yeah. I want to be clear here because people are like, oh, you're being, you know, hypocritical because you you don't, you know, you're a prison abolitionist. Yes. I'm also saying within the context of the situation that we're in, you have to use the tools as they presently exist in our in the system that we live under. Right. I'm sorry. You um, didn't say anything about imprisoning them. You said throw them off of a rock. So I do think we should throw some of them off That's of rocks, true. but specifically. Um, yeah. But point taken, yes, working within the system that we have. Yeah, working with, with, and with, the within that the system have. that we have, the DOJ has the power, um, and the these people were committing crimes that are defined crimes. They are able to prosecute these people. They are able to catch these people, and they had, I believe, the powers necessary and the funding necessary to have stopped this if they had had their shit more on the ball. They don't need anything extra. There didn't need to be more money, there didn't need to be more powers, there didn't need to be even a new plan, there needed to be a willingness to it was always illegal to try to break always. into the Capitol and murder elected leaders, you we don't, don't need, need anything new we guidelines on that, we need to they just to need to get their the shit together and but, uh well yeah. they, they could have just not opened up those uh they had a lot of they, options, let them in like, or that, just don't let them in, if the but. If the Capitol Police that day had used as much force as the Portland Police used whenever someone hucked a water bottle, those people never would have gotten inside. Um, but they didn't. And anyway, so Biden has ordered ordered pretty much right after that a review of how federal agencies address domestic uh, extremism, and they put out a new strategy document. 
Um, and as a number of us had predicted, um, the document, while it does focus on some of the things we saw on the 6th and some of the right-wing stuff that people like me have been yelling about for a while, it's also clearly geared towards giving the government a lot more power to fuck with the left, um, who you will, you might note didn't try to institute a dictatorship um, in January of this year um, and hasn't been shooting up houses of worships for years and hasn't been mm. setting off bombs in American cities for years, um, has in general been when they do a illegal acts like fucking up windows and spray painting shit which you might recognize as not terrorism um by my unless standards, it is now yeah uh, yes i mean they're all remember to define the, terrorism right when isis took over mosul and spray painted graffiti on the walls uh yeah, that, that was, was the real problem with isis a egregious um, crime against humanity yeah, so the new strategy, the goal here is to like coordinate efforts across the government, um, and it outlines four priorities, improving information sharing among law enforcement agencies, which, if you remember 9-11, that was the big, one of the big things they said, like, why 9-11 slipped past them, is like, oh, there's not enough information sharing between agencies, right? And uh, it, it is, uh, again, I have my ideological hat that I can put on when I talk about stuff like this and the way I think things should go. I also have my hat as somebody who is a researcher in this field who has had ex like interfaced with the government on this, who has sources and who has like done uh, consultations and whatnot on this. So I I'm, I'm taking that head on now and I'm talking about the structure of how, of how these systems work. Um, there's, there's some, like one of the reasons why information sharing across different agencies is often shitty is just very simple competition, right? Uh, these agencies are competing for funds these agencies are, in some cases, competing for good manpower. There's a lot of like, um, you know, bad faith or bad feelings over like, you know, which agency winds up in charge when multiple agencies are involved in a situation, right? That's why a lot of other law enforcement agencies, fed, federal agencies, even don't really like the FBI, and why the FBI doesn't like them, especially since the FBI is also like a watch, like it is supposed to police other law enforcement agencies. So there's, it's not like I think a, a lot of times people tend to look at the whole federal law enforcement apparatus as kind of one unified thing, and it's not. There's quite a lot of competition. And so it is true that they're one of the problems when you're, when you're talking about from a, a standpoint of how effective these agencies can be at their given tasks, one of the things that is continually a problem and was a problem in 2001 and, and did contribute to why 9-11 was successful is that there's shitty information sharing between them, right? There's other reasons. It's not just competition. There's reasons of like, what are you allowed to share and like what sort of different systems are in place for like... There's, there's a bunch of just sort of structural stuff, right? Like, so I'm not surprised to see that on here. Um, there's obviously concerns because, like, what does it mean about what kind of – we, we never really know what kind of information is being gathered about the average citizen by law enforcement, right? We all remember when, like, Snowden came out with his leaks and a bunch was revealed about what the NSA had been doing. So I – Anyway, that, 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 it's not surprising to see that on there. You should always be concerned when you hear that kind of language. I also think it is kind of a, a cheap excuse because, again, it's not like you needed a great deal of information sharing for the Capitol Police to know what was being planned because I found it out. And you may notice I am not a federal law enforcement agency. It's pretty public um, information. I'm I'm a guy with Google. Like, that's all I use Maybe to find out this stuff. Information <laughs> share with google yeah it's not i mean they do um <laughs> i know i know yeah so the other priority was preventing recruitment by extremist groups 
again, you know, when when Islamic terror was the big boogeyman, they would talk about this a lot. They're they're never good at it. I don't think they ever will be good at it. I don't think they're capable of being good at it because they fundamentally don't understand in a lot of cases what why these groups what recruitment means. There's still, I think, a lot of this idea that it is it's very direct. It's the way that you would have like. You know, the way people tended to think it worked back right after 9-11, where you've got these centralized organizations like recruiting people to carry out centralized attacks. And that's not how a lot of domestic extremism works now. It's it's stochastic, you know. There are people within these agencies who do understand that. I don't think they have a lot of power. But also it's a question of I don't I don't know how they could – with all of the resources they have, I don't know how you actually, as the FBI or whatever – could stop the kind of recruitment that exists because how do you stop people from winding up falling down these internet rabbit holes that lead them to believe the white race is being genocided and they should shoot up a mosque right like what how, what does prevention of that look like no right. one it, really knows there I are theories it's, it's people an have possible task i mean a theory, it's sure, but vi- yeah. I don't think that there's a blanket answer for one way, one thing or another. It depends no. on the community. It depends it, on this. Yeah. And it's it's to be honest, again, and I, I am talking, I'm saying we're talking right now because we're talking about how these agencies are looking at things, how the government is looking at things from a perspective of if you believe there should be federal law enforcement, right? If you believe these organizations should exist, is there anything they can do to stop that kind of recruiting? I don't actually know that there is. Um, because I tend to think most of the problems that lead these groups to be able to recruit, that lead to this kind of propaganda having an impact, are structural problems in our society that mm-hmm. make people vulnerable to these kinds of messages. And no matter how much power you give the FBI, they're never going to be able to deal with that. Unless you give the FBI the power to give everyone health care, which well, I right. don't think the things, you The can things do. that need to happen, <laughs> yeah. uh, not only do they not have the power to do that, they wouldn't want to do that. Um, yeah, they wouldn't want to do that. It, it, obvious, yes. It, I don't think they can do that. I think, yes, of course, they want to prevent recruitment. I don't think, even if they understand fully, and there are individuals within these organizations who do have a good understanding of how this recruitment works, but I don't think there's anything they can do to really stop it. Um, then you have investigating these groups, you know, the groups doing the recruiting and confronting the longstanding drivers of domestic terrorism, racism, and bigotry. I am happy to see that put in there. It's the most direct statement you kind of see in this document stating that the primary drivers of domestic terrorism are racism and bigotry. Now, there's some waffling later on about the what kind of racism and what kind of bigotry, which is a problem. Um, that said, um, I, again, you're, you're looking at another thing that federal law enforcement can't confront racism and bigotry. As, as problems, like it, the FBI, again, will never be able to have there not be bigotry. That's not, number one, well, never what they've been able to do. Also, and, like, yeah. law enforcement <laughs> like, is full of racists and bigots. Yes, right. it is. Like, right. Including the FBI has released some of, the, actually, some of the better reports we have about the extent of white supremacist infiltration of local law enforcement, state and, and local law enforcement, are FBI reports. So they're very aware of the problem within law enforcement. I think they're less aware of the problem within the FBI. But also, again, you you can write reports on it, which I guess is, again, it's good that there's some sort of watchdog for the police writing this shit. They don't have a great record of doing anything about it, you know? Like, they don't have a great record of actually stopping. For example, they can write a bunch of reports saying, hey, there's a shitload of white supremacists in local police. Less, you know, right now the city of Portland is in like contempt of federal law enforcement because um, they're violating federal law with all of the use of force against particularly 
mentally uh, uh, ill people and uh, and houseless people, um, and they're in a bunch of trouble. And the federal government has been threatening them because they have not brought up to state that like years ago they were like they were told you need to do these things, and they did none of them. And they're basically just saying, "What are you going to do? Fire all of the cops in Portland?" And so far, the feds have been yeah. like, "I don't know what we're going to do." <laughs> like so again, fire them, fire them, fire them. They say these are all the things that we need to do, and I guess broadly speaking, they're not wrong. Yes, if you want to stop domestic terrorism, you prevent uh, uh, recruitment by extremist groups, you investigate the groups, you confront the things that drive domestic terrorism, which is racism and bigotry. I don't think federal law enforcement can do any of that. I don't think they have that power. I think even in the best mm-hmm. case scenario, right, they they just can't. It's just not the... It, it, they're, they're not able to do that. They're pretty good at... I mean, they're not even, they're not even great... They're not even as good as you want at, like, for example, on the 6th, somebody was placing pipe bombs outside the DNC and the RNC headquarters. They didn't catch that guy. And I'm pretty sure that guy's a Fed, um, former or current, because from the footage that we have, the individual knew how to dress themselves in order to not be visible. Um, They constructed functional weapons. And more to the point, they knew exactly where the cameras were, and they made sure that they were not filmed in a way that would possibly give them away. They were very, very smart about how they did that. They have not been caught yet. They have somebody that – I said if they're not a Fed, they are connected to them to have that information, and there's a real – probably a purposeful reason why they have not been caught. Yeah. Whoever that was was very competent. So again, if they can't catch that, how are they going to deal with like structural problems in American society, you know? Yeah, no, Um, they can't. They won't. So so with everything I've just said, you understand why I think it's kind of silly that based on these things that federal law enforcement largely cannot possibly do in the most ideal world, um, the administration has requested $100 million in additional funds to hire prosecutors, investigators, and analysts. I don't think that's going to help. Um, maybe the analysts, well, you know, having more analysts, people who are like, you know, looking at chatter online and stuff, I don't know how fucking tapped those dudes were. I'm sure some of it has been a problem. Like the Trump administration was very loath to have people investigating this stuff. Mm-hmm. So that, that is one of more right. of the things that, that yeah. might have some impact, you know, they can do some stuff also, there. If yeah. If you're, um, if you, and if you're monitoring like social media, there's a lot of discernment you need to know like okay yes. this person just like shit posting or is like this is a serious thing like what is yeah uh, and like being you know aware of uh, all those communities um and, and again to the extent that I have in the past like lectured members of these you know organizations uh, that's the stuff I lecture about it's not like techniques I'm not saying like here's how you track cuz I number one I'm not good at that I, I'm trying to explain, like, shitposting. I'm trying to explain, like, the way people fall down rabbit holes and get pilled. And, like, how it works. How stochastic terrorism works. Um, because that is one area where I do think it can be useful. So I'm not saying there's absolutely nothing. Again, talking about you're, we're not going to tear down the system, right? Certainly Joe Biden is not. So how can, is there a way the system can be made that actually might reduce the number of people who get murdered in this way? That is something that can help. Is $100 million needed? I don't know. I don't think so. I think most of this, I think there's very little that'll actually be done that will have an effect. Um, yeah, well, and if it does have an effect, it's probably just going to be like a curtailing yes. of various civil civil liberties. And, yes, uh, yes. That's where absolutely. I wanted to get to, because part yes. of this is also in, in these reports, in all of this, this, these plans and this shit that's coming out, there's a huge risk 
for organizers, protesters. You're very right. And I think we'll get to that because um, that is my primary concern. Um, yeah. I have concerns that, like, for example, at some point, a bunch of fucking 17-year-olds breaking Starbucks windows are going to get wrapped up with terrorism charges. Um, right. And stuff like that has happened before. The Green Scare was people who were, like, like fucking up logging equipment and shit and doing what in a normal world would at most be kind of mild to moderate property destruction getting 20-year terrorism sentences yeah. Um, yeah. Because, it, the, the, because the government was really scared of, of the green movement, you know, of, of people taking direct action um, right. because the people who fund the government are scared of that. Um, and, and then you get, uh, you know, that you start mm -hmm. having people being surveilled and surveillance being put on yes. citizens who or are not... Like yeah, even like old old lady who was at the Capitol riot, like you're like gonna you know go like going after people like that happen to be there as opposed to like your example of the person who set like pipe bombs out in these places, right. yeah, um, and like where that focus goes. Um, we have to take a yeah. quick break, but then we'll come back and we'll yeah. keep talking about this. Sound good? You know who will not set off pipe bombs? Raytheon. Well, no, they will not, because Raytheon has access to... Katie, have you heard the good news about Hexagen? I have not. Oh, now your standard pipe bomb you're going to be making out of probably like smokeless powder or something, right? Sure, Basically, yeah. gunpowder makes a big boom. Hexagen, oh, Katie, Hexagen is like, if, if, if the black powder in a normal pipe bomb is like a, a cool, like a, like a Corona beer, Hexagen, you're talking like 151 rum. And that's what Raytheon oh. uses. And with Hexagen, a pipe bomb you can take out the front of a school bus. Hexagen, you make sure that school bus is is in the atmosphere. You know, that's the beauty of Hexagen. So, listeners, you know, do the right thing the next time you're creating illegal terrorism devices. And go with Raytheon. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary in Indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. 
Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Everything is so dumb, 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 dumb. Ah, we're back and we're talking about domestic terrorism, my favorite kind of terrorism, fun, of the fun, terrorisms. Fun. Absolutely yeah. the best terrorism, I, I mean, in my opinion, you know? International terrorism is so Such a bummer. Real drag. 2001. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of gauche, right? Yeah, a little bit out of, out of season, right? Nobody's doing international terrorism anymore. We're um, all going domestic, baby. I yeah. think that the, um, the term that the uh, internet influencers yeah. are using is chuggy. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's one of those things, Katie, Cody. You know, we're all more concerned about the climate these days, right? We're shopping local. We're we're using local farms to get our produce, and our terrorism should be local too. You know, yep. Mm-hmm. That's keep just better local. for everybody. Yeah, keep shop. it local. Keep it local. local. Shop local. Bomb shop local. Terrorists. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we uh, may have run afoul of maybe the new terrorism guidelines here. <laughs> yeah. Bleep a lot of this stuff. Um, <laughs> Yeah, one of the things that concerns me most about this is that um, $77 million through a, a, a Homeland Security uh, grant program is going to state and local partners to protect against and respond to domestic violent extremism. Um, this is potenti- potentially a significant issue because they really go out of their way to both sides every terrorism thing. So they talk about yes. the, the the threat of pro li- pro life extremists who murder a who murdered a significant number of people and who regularly carry out lethal attacks. Um, and then also mentioned pro choice extremists as being a problem, which you may recognize as not a thing. Um, yeah, never heard of it. There's ever been a, a pro choice terrorist attack. Oh, I just um, love the fine people on both sides and the bad people yeah. on both sides. Yeah, well, it's and quite something also, to see. Um, uh, some yeah. like for talk like talking about the f- like far right terrorism, and then go to the people who oppose those people. Uh huh. <laughs> and who are actively yeah. uh, resisting that people? Um, yes. Maybe Stepping maybe up yeah. maybe these organizations should just fund Antifa and um. Yeah. Let yeah. Antifa take over. Yeah. So one of the things that's a concern to me, I mean, one of the so one of the things that's good about this, if I'm going to be fair, is that at multiple points it talks about, it makes it very clear that they the, that white supremacists are the primary threat. Um, there's a line uh, uh, specifically pose an elevated threat to our country in 20, 2021 with racially and or ethnically motivated violent extremists, and specifically those who espouse the superiority of the white race and anti-government militia violent extremists posing the most lethal threat. Pretty good line. Um, Pretty reasonable statement. There's another that says um, the their insistence on violence can at times be explicit. It can at times be less explicit, lurking in ideologies rooted in a perception of the superiority of the white race that call for violence and furtherance of perverse and abhorrent notions of racial purity or cleansing. Um, but then it goes right down to saying that a key component of the threat comes from anti-government or anti-authority violent extremists. Uh, this significant component of today's anti-authority, huh? Militias. Yeah, that's so they're 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 looping in. 
militias, which have carried out carried out a couple of different terrorist attacks last year. The militia movement brought us the Oklahoma City bombing. Um, and they're but also militia, in... like militias are specifically named in the Constitution. Sorry, go ahead. Yes, and you do have a, you do also, like that is also a concern, right? Like it is one of those things, I'm going to guess most particularly liberals think that militia should be illegal, but it's always a concern. And I think people don't like, you have a right to be in a militia, which is not like, again, a lot of my work has been dealing with the militia movement because it's a problem, but like you have a constitutional right to be in a militia. That's uh, unequ- There's no legal yeah, it argument. Says right about it's right there. It's right there. Yeah, right it's there very with our, clear. Our um, right to our guns. Yeah, it's one of the few yeah. words in that. Um, yeah, you know, well-regulated so militia, but yeah, yes, of course. There's there is debate about like how that, but you do have a right to be in a militia. Um, you don't have a right to attempt to kidnap the governor of Minnesota. Um, <laughs> that also, is not I'm, in the Constitution. I'm just gonna th- throw this out uh, that the birth mm-hmm. of this nation uh, was mm-hmm. allegedly uh, explicitly anti-authoritarian. <laughs> Yeah, it, again, right? Like it and that that's what concerns me because immediately after they talk about militias, they talk about um anarchist violent extremists who violently oppose all forms of capitalism, corporate globalization and government institutions which they perceive as harmful to society. And that is listed as a threat right above sovereign citizen violent extremists who have killed more cops than any other group of extremists. Mm-hmm. Um and in fact, repeatedly, when police themselves are questioned over who scares them most, sovereign citizens always top the list. Because they, especially during traffic stop, they shoot a fuckload of cops. It happens a bunch. Um, you may notice no anarchist, like Portland, we've had a lot of people throw shit at cops. We've had even a couple of Molotovs. Not a single Portland police officer has been killed or severely injured. Um, because for whatever criticisms you want to make of the anarchist movement here, they don't want to murder people. Whereas, like, four cops soy. were killed by Boogaloo types soy. last year? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, anyway. uh, like, th- I'm, you know, it's important to always be skeptical of this kind of thing in general. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, giving any of these organizations more power um, and uh, validation. The the shift over the past, like, four years or so of... Uh, uh, after after Trump of being like, we fucking love the FBI now. We fucking love the FBI, mm-hmm. the CIA. We ah f- oh, fucking shower me with whatever. Yeah. Um, that's a, an issue. But but then like to see it like they're they're just like explicitly being like, well yeah no we're just going after everybody, <laughs> anybody who has like capitalism or authority like all these kind of stuff. Um, it's just they're... you know permission to crack down on anything and everything. Yeah. It's it's a mix. Yeah, I think what it is is it's it's at the highest level, it's cravenness and a desire not to be seen as playing sides and not to make mm-hmm. the right wing angry. And at the level of implementation, what that means is it's created a justification to crack down on the left. Um, that's what I think we're seeing. Charge. Um, yeah, but all, but to an extent, it doesn't because seventy seven right. million dollars of this funding is going to local programs to combat violent extremism, and all of that effort's going to be focused on the left. They don't give a shit about the Proud Boys, you right. know. Of course. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've watched it. Um, yeah, and that is concerning. Um, one of the good things here is that they list involuntary celibate violent extremism as a problem, um, as a is a lethal problem, which it absolutely is. One of the biggest mm-hmm. drivers of deadly domestic terrorism attacks in recent past. The problem with that is that they list it um, alongside other domestic terrorists motivated by violence, like other single-issue ideologies, which they list abortion, which if they're saying pro-life, yes, that is an equivalent threat. They also list animal rights and environmental uh, single-issue extremists, Mm -hmm. which uh, don't murder people. Uh, Certainly not in nearly – there have been, I think, maybe a couple of accidental injuries and deaths, but like not nearly the same thing – 
Yeah. It's not like, yeah. you know, environmental activists are planting bombs Driving outside of buses buildings. Driving buses into crowds. Yeah. Yeah. You exactly. Know, I'm sure that you're like, maybe something accidental has happened. But yeah, that's not the ideology of how to uh, affect change I'm from that group. Concerned that the Sunrise Movement will start bombing people. That's what I. You got to keep an eye on the Sunrise yeah. Movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, kind of right alongside this big high level government report, uh, the Foundations for Defensive Democracies report uh, released two dueling reports on domestic extremism. One of them on the far right and white supremacists, and one uh, titled Behind the Black Block on Anti-Fascists and Anarchists. Now, the FDD is a shit organization. They're a right-wing think tank. What's funny about this is they're, <laughs> they cite my research pretty extensively in the, really? um, in the report. And on, they call yeah, it Behind the Black Block. No, no, no. On, on, in their report on white, on white supremacists, they cite okay. a significant amount of my work and some other people at Bellingcat's work. Um their report on behind the black block is just it's complete fucking nonsense um for like so for one thing at one point in this report they talk about how online ideologies right and like kind of the expressions of violence that that people make before doing a physical attack can lead to physical violence and there are two examples of that are the christchurch shooting right which is a fine example of 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 like ideology and rhetoric leading someone to carry out a fatal attack um they equivocate that to a guy breaking windows on a police car. Um, mm-hmm. They they mention them in the same pair as two examples of the same thing. And you may notice a window is not uh, fifty people being shot to death. Um, I would call that uh, ridiculous and, and even blatantly offensive. The report includes as examples of left wing terrorism and arson attack on a police station in Portland. I was physically there. I watched that quote unquote attack go down, and what happened was somebody dragged a trash can fire and shoved it against the plywood uh, of a beauty salon that was attached to a police station, and then 30 members of the crowd put the fire out. Um, I wouldn't call it an arson attack. I guess you could uh, you can argue, and one person has gotten convicted of arson for that, but what actually happened was the crowd stopped the fire. Um, and furthermore, no significant damage was done. No lives were ever threatened. It is interesting, as our researcher Garrison points out, that they do not mention the third precinct in Minneapolis being burnt down, um, possibly because they know that most Americans can think that that was a more or less righteous attack mm-hmm. um, and utterly justified, and they know it makes them look bad. Um, and yeah, and then just that is today, weird. Yeah, that they didn't it is weird, that. right? Because all that happened at that Portland attack is was literally though? some plywood got charred. Like literally, some plywood got charred. That's the extent I mean, of the damage. Whereas weird, the third precinct is gone. Yeah, yeah we weird but not weird. Here. Yes, 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 weird but not. Yeah, weird. it's um, pretty. It's pretty blatant. Yeah. Did you guys see uh, this this new piece from Ken Klippenstein on the Intercept? Today? Can eclipse? Uh, yeah. U.S. It's... military training documents say socialists represent ter- terrorist ideology. Basically, yeah. uh, there was a, a section in the training document called study questions. And the question was, anarchists, socialists, and neo-Nazis represent which terrorist ideological category? The answer was political terrorists um and it's i would say none none none. and then political maybe you would fail i I wouldn't even i would you would fail i guess i would fail um shocking and frustrating uh thing to come out at the same time not shocking yeah you know what i hate about like the terrorist organization uh democratic socialists of america 
when they 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 stop people with uh, busted taillights and mm. uh, and replace those busted taillights for people um, so that they don't get pulled over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Fuck those socialists. And um, all their mutual aid they do and uh, helping uh, the homeless camps not get sued yeah. by police in L.A. And uh, anyway, it's I, but it's I, I agree. It's a terrorism. See, uh, in the mix. It's just that that's how we're training people. That's how we're um, indoctrinating, uh, you know, uh, people. Yeah, no, play. it's this is uh, it's so disgusting, actually, um, to like even mention those two things like together with neo-nazis neo-nazis mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. um you know and, and another thing that a point that ken makes in this document is that you know during the trump administration you know democrats expressed a lot of concern uh you know that national security ta- was targeting groups on the left but um, all of those concerns and all of that conversation has kind of gone away. You know, the media stopped covering it from that angle. Um, that 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 pressure is coming off now that Biden is in office mm-hmm. um, and that angle um, conveniently at a time when all of this stuff is coming forward. I, I, I don't know. Bothers me. Yeah, it's not great. A lot of real bad signs. Um one cool thing that happened recently, because I do want to end this section on a cool thing, is in Portland, the mayor and police just announced that they're no longer going to pull people over for minor traffic infractions. Awesome. Uh, and mm-hmm. they're going to reduce the circumstances under which they can search cars, specifically in order to not fuck with uh, black people as much. Mm. Uh, like, that was the stated reason why they're doing it, because they oh. they recognize that those kind of searches that unfairly good. impact that segment of the population. So I guess the uh, terrorist it's organization, like, the DSA, doesn't need to do the taillight thing anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, hopefully. Um, I mean, we'll see how it actually works in implementation, but it is one of those things I was hugely surprised to hear it. And if it's the thing, like, if I was going to be asked, like, what was the number one change I could make that isn't taking away their guns to make cops less dangerous, this would be it, is is reducing. Because really, most of what you could do if you're going to have cops to make them safer is reduce the amount of interactions they have with the public. Yes, and nothing absolutely. does that more than stopping and countless these kind stories of, stops. of people yeah. losing their lives or yeah. being unfairly incarcerated yeah. um, over so, being pulled over. Yep. Or, mm-hmm. you know, cops profiling and using some traffic as an excuse to fuck shit up. Uh, And, you know, like I don't get a car freshener hanging from your rearview mirror, for example. Anywho, that is a positive Mm -hmm. note to end this on. And I guess the episode, because I'm looking at it and we're kind of out of time here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think the... uh, Congress is going to pass the uh, for the People Act. No, it's going to. You think? You think it's no, I don't today? think anything is going to be done to protect voting rights. Um, I don't think anything's going to be done at all, and then we'll lose the midterms. Fun. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be rad. Um, I don't know. Uh, should we talk about the fucking New York City mayoral race for a little bit? Sure, it's happening. How how. Boy, Yang has really, I'm feeling bad that we were at one point optimistic about a- Yang being a positive force for political discussion. Um, yeah, we, he's uh, biffed Because boy, howdy, he has not been. Um, he really, no, he has he not. He really has not been. He's not going to win. Not, not been. He's. 
I mean, you know, well, they're doing ranked choice voting, right? They're doing ranked yeah. choice voting. Um, that's exciting. That's the first time that they, they've been doing that. So we will see how that works out. But apparently from a lot of, I, I don't have it in front of me, but the polling and the data suggests that a lot of people, um, particularly uh, minority groups, uh, have expressed a desire to not choose multiple options and to just go with their pick. So we'll mm. see. We'll see actually how this works out uh, yeah. in implementation, um, but it is it is a bit of a toss up right now. Um, toss up. I mean, there are, there are no good mayors ever. So there are no good mayors ever. I mean, um, I, sometimes towns elect dogs to be the mayor, and that's I'm, true. Yeah. I um, think actually that should be the only kind of mayor. If all of our mayors were dogs, I would not have a, problems with any a, of the mayors. I visited a place that had the had a cat mayor, so. Um, and uh, in Idlewild, California, they've got a dog mayor. Um, yeah, see, these are all good. These are all good ideas the, for mayors. Yeah, I'm. I'm not too thrilled with anybody in the race, um, except for I guess Maya Wiley, but she doesn't have. You know, she's better than the other. She also has not come out as pro defund the police, but she has nah. committed to taking uh, a lot of money away. From the NYPD, um, but well, apparently we already the, did that, and that's why crime is up. Yeah, that's why crime is up everywhere, not just in New York. Mm. Uh huh. But it's all based in New York, you know. Mm-hmm, of course. And, yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah, the race is is between Andrew Yang, Eric Adams, and Catherine Garcia, uh, for the most part, and they're all, you know, Yang would. And Catherine would call themselves Democrats, but they're a bit more centrist. And Eric well, yeah, he would also call himself a New Yorker, right? <laughs> I don't know about that. Ayo, um, yeah, but it, it, it's it's sounding like people are kind of rallying around. Like Eric Adams might be the strong choice, but he's problematic. Um, but we'll see. We'll he's see what happens. One. He's a wild one. Yeah. Um... Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I it's mean, interesting because you know. he's he's kind of gang. So Yang and Catherine have started campaigning together um, as a, a a strategy for the ranked choice voting, you know. And uh, Eric Adams has come out. <laughs> I uh, accused them of you know not wanting to have a black mayor. But you know, being anti-minorities, but Andrew Yang is is Asian. Anyway, it's all a mess. We'll see. Yeah, There's a better um, way to end this section. <laughs> I just am uh, not thrilled with any of these candidates. We could uh, end on some. I mean, Eric Adams is uh, not. Yeah, uh, you know, vote for whoever you want. Do what you got to do. Um, <laughs> he plans on retiring. When he uh, retires. He plans on moving to the Golan Heights. <laughs> Okay. Um, which oh, is great. interesting. Uh, when cool. asked, here's a fun little quote that I'm just going to read. Uh, he's asked about uh, the best concert he's ever been to. Uh, Curtis Mayfield at the Wingate Concert Series. At that concert, there was a rainstorm and the lights fell on Curtis Mayfield and they actually paralyzed him at that concert. What? He died a few years ago, but it was an amazing concert before that happened. Just so unfortunate. What the fuck? His favorite concert <laughs> yeah. was when... Oh, oh wow. man. Yeah, he... That's literally like the joke about how was the play, Mrs. Lincoln? Like, <laughs> Yes, it is, it is just <laughs> up that. Up until that guy <laughs> died, until, it was right? rad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Adams is, uh, you know, a former police chief, police chief commissioner, 
um, and uh, has, has said several problematic things in the past uh, during his his time in the public, um, you know, racially insensitive things. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. And he's a Republican, which is also, you know, it's wild that he's got such a, a big, uh, you know, a strong leg to stand on in this race when everyone talks about how liberal New York City is. Mm. So those are some things. Yeah, the left is not doing great in New York right now. We'll see what happens in the next couple of days. Well, they defunded yeah. the police and then crime went up. Yep. Like, so. it's, I mean, what are you going to get? You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. All right. I'm I think not, that does it for us today. Yeah, that's going to do it for us here at the worst year ever. Um, you know, in the next week, I, I suggest each of you go out and, um, you know, buy some hexogen. Just just start buying hexogen. Get as much of it as you can. Put it under your in, in your attic, in your basement. We are one hundred percent on these lists, aren't we? Wherever you keep a lot of dry wood, too. You know, really, if you don't have hexogen, get a lot of oil soaked rags and dry wood. Keep that keep that around the edges of your of your ceiling. You know, make sure you block windows with it. Um, good stuff. Just be safe. All right, guys. See you next week. Everything's so dumb. Everything's so dumb and it's gonna get dumber. Great. I tried. Yes. Daniel? Lovely. Worst Year Ever is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 